If God asked you, what yes, he, he asked the disciples, who do men say that I am? What would you say? Do you, do you know? Then say his name. Just call his name. What is his name? What is his name? Do you really know it? Then say his name. Just call his name. What is his name? What is his name? Do you really know it? Then say his name. Just call his name. Our Father, Alpha and Omega, first and the last, beginning and the ending. Lily of the valley, bright and morning star, rose of Sharon, lion of Judah. What is his name? What is his name? Do you really know it? Then say his name. Just call his name. What is his name? What is his name? Do you really know it? Then say his name. Just call his name. Oh, him, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Sikhanu, What do you call him? Hey, disciples. Welcome back to Holy Week. I am so excited to get off into Tuesday. It's Tuesday. And wasn't that on one of the movies? He was like, Tuesday. (laughs) 
Tuesday is the day that Jesus goes back into the temple and he begins to teach the people. He's teaching about everything. And as they're listening, they're listening attentively. And the Pharisees and the scribes and the Sadducees, they don't like it. They don't like how people are really listening to these lessons and they're having questions and and he's answering them. And so since they're like, oh, he liked to answer questions, that's one of the ways that we can get him. So they start questioning him about everything. They question him about taxes. They question him about the resurrection. They question him about the greatest commandment. Listen, they even question about uh, David's Lord. Jesus addresses that. And <laughs> it is so funny. Jesus has such an impeccable clapback that we all need to master. When we come in contact with people who don't believe or they're trying to prove that what we believe is wrong. And so Jesus, he addresses them all and I appreciate him for it. And then he, he, his clapback is so uh, inevitable because you know you came for him. (laughs) So he got to come for you. And what he does is he goes into this speech about woe to the Pharisees and the hypocrites. Um, He talks about what will happen to the hypocrites. And it wasn't until the end of um, of his monologue that they realized that he was talking about them, that he was calling them hypocrites. I mean, he had to call it like you saw it. I mean, if you're the church authority, he should have never came in on Sunday or Monday and found the church in the um, condition that it was in. He also speaks in a lot of parables. This is the part, this is the day where we get the parable of the 10 virgins the parable of talents and the parable of sheep and goats. Have you heard that parable of the sheep and goats? We're going to talk about it because that's where I'm going to focus and concentrate on is that particular section. And you can find these scriptures in the Synoptic Gospels, of course. (laughs) That would be Matthew, Mark, and Luke. But here's the thing. John doesn't write about Tuesday. He doesn't write at all about these events. So everything that happens on Tuesday is according to Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Okay, we're going to look at some of the things that they talked about, but I really want to focus on the parable of the sheep and goats. And that can, can be found in Matthew 25 verse 31 through 46. It's a lot of meat in there. I hope you get your heart, your mind, and your soul right, because we about to dig deep. It is my prayer that each and every one of you were encouraged on today. Don't quit. Don't give up and change your negative mentality. Listen, follow me on Instagram. It's evangelist.andy. Follow me on YouTube and subscribe to Evangelist Andy. 
follow and like me on Facebook. It's Andrea Thomas. Find the group. Find the like page, Street Disciples with Evangelist Andy. We're doing big things in the kingdom. If you have been blessed by this ministry, this podcast, YouTube, or whatever outlet, please, please bless the ministry. There's so much more that God is telling me that he wants us to do, Street Disciples. We got kingdom business and kingdom building to do. So if you would like to bless the ministry, please do through Cash App. It's dollar sign M-I-N-A-N-D-I-E. Go forth, be great in God, walk in your purpose. See you on the next episode. Now here we are with Jesus in the temple. He's teaching believers. He's teaching the disciples. He's teaching people who are curious about Christ. And he's teaching people who are hoping for his downfall. The Pharisees are there. The Sadducees are there. And the scribes, along with all the others. Now, it's funny because he's teaching lessons. And of course, the religious Uh, leaders think they have the authority and superiority over him. And so while he's teaching, they just start drilling him with questions. The Pharisees come and they start asking him about taxes. He says, render what is Caesar's unto Caesar's and render what is God's unto God's. So he shuts them down. They're quieted. They like, oh, we ain't got no clapbacks of that. So now the Sadducees come and they doubt the resurrection. So they start asking him about the resurrection and he shuts them down. He shuts them down in a way to where it astonishes the people. They have never seen where the religious authority have nothing further to say, and it makes them more curious about Jesus. Who is this man who can talk to these people just like this, and they do nothing about it? And so they stay and listen to the teaching. And now here comes the scribes. They have questions about the greatest commandment of all. They're trying to see, does he know the Bible like he says? Because he came and turned over the table and was declaring it was written. So they wanted to know, did he really know what was written? And so he answers them with the two great commandments, have no other God before you and to love thy neighbor as thyself. And he shuts them down. So he goes on teaching and then he um, talks about David's Lord. He talks about how the Lord that they have been waiting for and the Lord that David interacted with when he was visited and he spoke to that he actually was there. That's the same Lord, the one that you are preparing to come and the one that has already been. And that goes along with all of the synoptic gospels in teaching that Jesus was always there. He's the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. He was there in the beginning. According to John, in the beginning was the word and the word was God. And so, and the word was with God. And so he was always there. And that's why he had to come down from heaven through 42 generations wrap himself in flesh and be born so that he could show us the way 
the truth and the life that we strive for so that we can gain this thing called eternal life. And then because he has the greatest clapback, Christ is. You you need to study them red words because Jesus be saying some things. He tells them, we all know the be attitudes. Blessed are they. Blessed is this. Blessed is that. And Jesus said those things. But he also talked about the woes. And that's something that is rarely preached on, the woes of the scribes, the Pharisees, and the hypocrites. He talks about woe to the hypocrites. Listen, he gets deep in that thing. He talks about the destruction and the things that will come to the hypocrites. Um, And it wasn't until the end of this um, divine superiority Uh, speech that the Pharisees, Sadducees, and the scribes realized at the end that he was talking about them. (laughs) He's going on about hypocrites, and it wasn't until he was coming to a close that they realized that he was calling them hypocrites. And it wasn't like he was lying because They had shown themselves to be hypocrites. How can you say you are the defender of the law and yet you allow lawlessness in the temple? And so that's what he talked about to them. And they was big mad. (laughs) Trust me when I say they were very mad. They had been silenced. And so they had to go and they decided to regroup. And here Jesus continues and he speaks in parables and he speaks of the parable of the 10 virgins, parable of the talents. But it's this last parable, which is the greatest verses that we didn't know that we've been waiting for. This verse is the parable of the sheep and goats. That's in Matthew 25, 31 through 46. There's something very key about this verses. Jesus says that there will come a day, a day of reckoning, when he, being the good shepherd, when he separates the sheep and the goats. See, the world tells you that you want to be a goat. The world says and, and debates who is the goat. Who's the goat of basketball? Who's the goat of tennis? Who's the goat of swimming. They want everybody to be a goat. But God says, Jesus says that you want to be a goat. <laughs> Ain't no goats in God. Okay? <laughs> he, he sets the record straight. You don't want to be a goat. If you are of God, you want to be a sheep. Because he explains that in verse 31 through 32, Um, That there will come a day when he will sit on his throne and the angels will be there and he'll separate the sheep from the goat. Now, the sheep will go on the right and the goats will go on the left. All right. So if if you uh, live to the great day, okay, we all going if he don't come back while we are yet alive. On that great day that he's describing, the dead in Christ will rise. So we'll all be there because he says it'll be before all nations. Everyone will be there in the great separation. This is similar to what he, um, to the wheat and the tear parable. 
but he was talking to a different people. So Jesus always tailor made his, his lessons for the audience that he has. It's not one lesson and he just go and say it at every place the same way. It could be the same lesson, but he interprets it on a different level of who his audience is. And so he's talking to these people about the separation of the sheep and the goats. It's important because um, during this time, uh, when Passover comes, they had to sacrifice a sheep. So everybody was listening when he was talking about sheep. That's the whole reason why they're there in Jerusalem for to celebrate the Passover. So when he was talking about the separation of sheep and goat, they were all ears. Okay. So he's talking, he's saying there's a separation. Remember the sheep go on the right and the goats go on the left. After the great separation, then, as the king, Jesus will issue inheritances. <laughs> Everyone's going to inherit something. Whether you be a sheep, you're going to inherit something. And whether you be a goat, you're going to inherit something too. <laughs> Listen, it's, it's very beneficial to be a sheep. Because on the day of the great judgment, the great separation, uh, he will put you in your rightful position. All right. God puts us in position. He's going to take the sheep and put, put us. I'm included in that number. He's going to put us on the right side. He's going to take the goats of the world and he's going to put them on the left. Everyone who is on the right side, <laughs> hear me when I say this, once you've been positioned on the right side, you will get a blessing as well as your inheritance. You will be declared righteous above, in front of all nations, the most righteous. Jesus will declare you righteous. You ought to praise God for that. Because we all want to be declared righteous in the eyes of God. Next, he'll discuss the terms and conditions of the inheritance. He says that we will inherit the kingdom of God. What were the terms and conditions in which we gain this inheritance? You can find it in verse 35 and uh, verse 36. He says, I'll start at 34. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, come, ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Verse 35, for I was in hunger and ye gave me meat. I was thirsty and ye gave me drink. I was a stranger and ye took me in, naked and ye clothed me. I was sick and ye visited me. I was in prison and ye came to me. Oh my goodness. So that was the condition. If there was a need uh, that Jesus had, that we who are the sheep, that we would provide, we would exercise the greater is he that is in me. We would be the Jehovah Jireh, the providers of other people. He says that, you, that we did this. We disciples, we believers, we sheep, we provided for others, for him. And 
the funny thing is after he discussed the terms and conditions of the contract in verse 37 these righteous ask God a question even in the great day even in the great day you are still allowed to ask God questions in verse 37 that it says then shall the righteous answer him saying Lord when saw we thee and hungered and fed thee or thirsty and gave thee to drink when saw we thee a stranger and took thee in or naked and clothed thee or when saw we thee sick or in prison and came unto thee and here's the great thing about God when you ask him a question he answers verse 40 says and the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye have done it unto the least of these my brethren, ye have done it unto me. Listen, if you see a need of another disciple, of another believer, or even a non-believer, and you activate the God within you, Holy Spirit, the spirit of love and kindness, and you bless those people, Oh, my God, you shall receive your inheritance. You want to be a sheep. You don't want to be a goat because the flip side of this verses <laughs> comes in the next verses. <laughs> and he discusses the voided contracts. He in verse 41, it says, then shall he say also unto them on the left side, depart from me. Ye cursed into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. See, when you don't follow God, you have chosen whose side you are on. That's why it says that he does not um, like lukewarm saints. Choose ye this day whom you serve. He says, if you serve me, then come on and serve me. But if you're going to serve the world and the enemy, then you shall receive their inheritance. And their inheritance is everlasting fire. Um, I don't like the summer damage. I am so relieved when I can come in the house and turn on air or a fan and I can get relief from the heat. But everlasting fire, that's forever, ever. There's no type of, of relief. It's forever. And you prepare yourself for the devil and his angels. Oh, my God. So, first of all, I'm on the left side. So, if you on the left. You about to get left. He says, depart from me. He doesn't even want you in his presence. He doesn't even want you around because you have chosen whom you serve and it ain't him. And since you have blatantly disrespected him for all that he has done, the most poignant disrespect in all the nations, in front of the nations, he's going to say, depart from me. <laughs> Don't be no goat. <laughs> And, and then he's going to say that the reason why they, the contract is void, because we all have the same contract, but those that fulfill the contract are sheep. And those who, uh, who broke it are goats. So there's penalties. How did they break the contract? He makes it very plain, plain in verses 42. 
and 43. You can tell if you're a goat or a sheep because the goats do the exact opposite of what the sheep did to inherit. They didn't feed him when he was hungry. They didn't take him in when he was a stranger. They didn't give him anything to drink when he was sick. They didn't care. They didn't visit. They, they was all about them. They were goats. They, they weren't about the unity like the sheep. Sheep stick together. Goats go their own way. And you don't want to be a goat. The world wants us to be the goat. But God wants us to be his sheep. And then after they have um, been given uh, the reasons why they are now on the left, um, he tells them the punishment as well as um, proclaiming uh, the benefits of being a believer. He says in verse, uh, well, in verse 45, they, they'll they ask, they'll do just as the righteous do and ask him a question like, well, how did I not get it? And he's going to tell them. And then he says, when you didn't do it to the least of you, you didn't do it for me. And because Jesus cares about the least of us. Remember, he didn't come for the righteous already, the ones who were on the right track. He came for the ones that keep slipping and falling, but still willing to get back up. He's coming for those ones. And and there's we have to choose. You have to choose who you serve. You can't just flirt with Jesus, but be dating the devil. You know, you can't make Jesus your side piece. He got to be the main thing. He got to be the only thing. This is the greatest versus the world and the goats, God and the sheep. Oh, my goodness. I want to be a sheep. What about you? If you declare that you want to be a sheep, leave me a voice note and say, I'm a sheep. And let me hear you say bye. <laughs> I, I swear, this this is so dynamic. The the alliteration, the um, illustration that he does. Um, he always reaches people where they are. Jesus makes it plain for people. He lets them know. Look, everyone can can come into the kingdom. It's up to you to decide if you want to be in the kingdom. We have to make a choice. And on this day, we must choose. Do you want to be a sheep or do you want to be a goat? Because if you are to be a sheep, then you will give, you will love, you will care, have compassion, have sympathy, pray for others, uh, supply whatever need that is in your capability and you will be blessed in return. You will inherit the kingdom. But if you be a goat, oh my God, if you be a goat, there is fire and destruction for you. There is the devil and his angels for you. It might seem all good right now, like you prospering, following the way of the world. But as Jesus said, there will come a day the day of judgment, the day of reckoning, when there's the great separation between the sheep and the goats. So which side will you be on? Will you go left and get left? Or will you do right? And stay right. <laughs> when you do right, you inherit right. You inherit right up in the kingdom. 
a place that's prepared for you before the foundation of the the world. I thank each and every one of you. I hope that you are being uplifted as we journey to the cross with Jesus during Holy Week. He was teaching some things. You don't want to be a goat. You want to be a sheep. I'll catch you all on the next episode. Go forth, be great in God, and walk in your purpose.